Hello, my friends, and welcome to Joke and Joe's Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm Jolton Joe, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, and the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Network, Terrible Ted. Get ready for some skull-crushing wrestling chatter. Welcome, my friends, to Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. We've got uh, we've got a guest again tonight, but I'm going to let our uh, our man Ted do the intros because he knows them really well. But first, it's the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, who's over there putting everybody over. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Tyler, nice I job. I put anybody over, Peters. Yes, I'll put anybody. <laughs> Say hello to me and I'll put you over. And the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Network. It's Terrible Ted. Howdy and our guest, my friend, since you, Mr. Ted, are the man who does the, uh, well, who does the announcing for, uh, for this uh, particular promotion, why don't, you, why don't you put this man over? Because he's the champ. You know, I don't have to work real hard to put this guy over, but this man is the reigning, defending, and undisputed ACPW United States champion. He has been the champion for 724 days. He is the man, the king of the 215, that is King Blackie. King, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, it's great congrats on all your success. That just means it's going to be even more once we get this thing back uh, on its wheels, right? Absolutely. As soon as this Steve Carino 19 thing is over, I can't wait to stump somebody <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I like that. All you right, know, that's good. So, so, King, we've been working out of this the this fire company i'm not going to say which fire company because i'm not trying to go there tonight but <laughs> we've, we've been working out of this fire company for the last year or so and and king's finisher is a high ass frog splash oh, <laughs> and then got a drop ceiling about two oh, i know where this off, is going off the ring and so every <laughs> time the man hits the ceiling and every time a kid cheers because he hits the ceiling oh yeah and, it is. It has been. It's real fun to call all of King's matches on commentary, and uh, it's been it's been super fun being involved with the guys over at ACPW. Uh, before we before we get too much into Tyler's eight million seven thousand you know questions, questions over there, right? That's let's right. Uh, yeah. let's just give King a, a moment here. King, tell us just a little bit about about yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about ACPW. You know, I talk about it a bunch on the program, but it's nice to hear someone who's been involved with it longer than I have. Um, just talk about what's going on and. Uh, and, you know, let us, let us know what, what King's all about, man. All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to go too far into the past about, you know, all the run-ins and stuff I had as a teen. I don't want to bore the people, so I'll stick to uh, <laughs> the wrestling stuff. Uh, I started off at uh, CZW uh, in the old ECW arena, not that garbage they do over there in Jersey in the hockey rink. And, uh, you know, I came up at a time where it was like, you know, a man's man. You had brain damage. You had uh, – uh, Nick Gage and you know you had like all these like these these guys that would just fight to the death and that's what I was brought up on and I, I went over to ACPW 
And uh, at the time, they had some of the guys that left uh, CZW there. And I liked it. And I said to myself one day, I was like, I'm going to run this company. I'm going to run right through this thing. And I sat there and I went through every promotion that was around. That I went to ugh, the Monster Factory. And then I went to uh, try it out for like uh, Ring of Honor. I went to uh, Valor Pro Wrestling, uh, LCW, 1CW. Uh, NWA dog, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everything that was local in the tri-states over here, I've, I've knocked them all off. But just to come back home and to have this beautiful, gorgeous woman right here for the past 724 days has been glorious. Being everybody. So, uh, you know, HBW's here now. I mean, they've been here, but now I'm here. And uh, we're going to take this thing to the top. When you were over at... Uh... Uh, CZW, um, which was your first, right? Your first promotion, right? What What did you take out of that that you brought to your current situation? I mean, obviously, yeah, you must have picked up a lot of, uh, of, I don't know, schooling maybe to be able to come into a new promotion and rule it for so long. Yeah, it was a. Uh... When I was getting trained, there was a guy that came in named uh, Sammy Callahan. And he was uh, – he came in, and the guy was like, yeah, you know what? I like it here. And he wanted to, like, sit there and run through it, which was kind of funny because he was, like, a beginner. And, like, I think, like, within the first two years, he had, like, every title. He even renamed the title. Wow. And I was sitting there and training, and I was like, damn, this guy's stiff because he's stiff. But I was like, you know what? That's what's making him successful. So that's what I'm going to do. So every time I'm in a match with like, you know, these little high flying, I hate to say kids, but you know, I'm like 12 years in now. So I'm going to say it, kids, they come in, they do their little flippity flop, do dops and everything. I love cutting them off with a swift kick to the face. Like it just, it makes my heart sing. I love it. So that's what I take from them days of like coming up in CZW is just, you come in there, smash mouth, like flips is cool and everything, but it's going to be a fight in this match. I had a match with uh, this guy called Dalton James. You might know him. He's the HPW uh, heavyweight champion. And uh, we went out there for like 22 minutes, and it was like I got thrown through a table. This guy knocked me out once. I think I tipped my, uh, my back molar. It was a glorious fight. I like those matches. If you needed to, can you take it to the mat? Oh, absolutely. I sat there. I've, uh, I've had matches with Lince Dorado. I've had matches with uh, Punishment Martinez. Mm. A, lot, a lot of guys that's, like, that's actually signed now, mm. I've had matches, and they're on YouTube and TV by demand and, like, whatever local stuff that we have around these places. Very cool. Very you know, cool. I, I remember calling that match between you and, you and Dalton James on commentary, and I remember – how high up you were because Dalton is is seven foot he I think he's seven foot two I think and, he's a liar I think he's seven foot one. Oh, you think so huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right all right but but when Dalton had King up for the choke slam in the ring King's head touched the ceiling of the fire company <laughs> that's how high up he had him and he dropped him that was oh man yeah, I've seen you take some I've seen you take some some 
really intense bumps in the in the time that I've been calling your matches, man. Um, one of which was taking that table that table spot out on the concrete, um, you know, from from Dalton there, and that was that was certainly a a tough one, man. What would you say your your toughest bump? If you had to say like this bump was like the one that I'm going to remember the rest of my career, what would you say that that toughest bump was, man? It would probably be uh, the Dalton one. That 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 sucked. But uh, probably the one that goes above it is uh, Drew Blood and CZW. I had went to do a um, a spin kick and he grabbed my arms and he flipped me upside down and spiked me with a, a pile driver, a tombstone pile driver, and my neck and my feet both touched the mat so I was like kind of like a, a C and it uh, gave me a stinger I remember when he hit me with it I was laying in the ring and I was talking uh to the ref I was just like I can't feel my my feet and uh it scared the shit out uh it scared me you know what I mean and the next thing I know I was getting picked up and I was getting power bombed in the pinky Sanchez but that flipping tombstone pile driver like you watch it on tv and you never realize like how painful that move is like done correctly. Like God forbid is hit the wrong way, but hit correctly. It sucks. It's like, it's like the worst noogie you ever got times like a million. And it just, <laughs> and just things go numb. You don't feel right. It takes a couple of seconds to like move your fingers. You know, they said it was just a stinger, but yeah, that, that was, that was bad. Man, oh man. Should, uh, we should give uh, Tyler a shot here, man, because if you look at the, you know, he's got a list like this, man. He just goes. <laughs> I, I'm doing the Jericho thing, man. The, the list, yeah. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, no. What I was gonna say, uh, King, is you know I noticed on your Facebook you've uh, went against some uh, big names like X Pac and Buff Bagwell and even Eric Bischoff at one event. How was yeah. it like, you know, being on a team against going against those guys and? They were such big personalities during the Monday Night Wars. How was it working uh, against those guys? Like, you, you come in and you're always told not to mark out. Right. So, it's like, right. it's hard to go in there and, like, Kevin Ash is sitting down. Yeah. Scott Hall's sitting there and they're talking. You're just like, damn, I just want to get in this conversation so bad. But you got to wait <laughs> your turn to get in there. Right. And, you know, just like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. He's cool. I like this kid. You know, and it's just like. Yeah. All right, let's talk the match. And I swear to God, that's when you learn like what it's like to talk. I mean, to do a match with TV stars. It's like, hey man, I'm gonna do this or something or something, and don't worry, kid. It's it's gonna be good out there. And it's you got all this pressure. Then you look on the other side, and they're just cool as a cucumber. Just like it's uh, it's mind boggling. I I will tell you though, X Pac got one of the meanest spin kicks I've ever taken like it knocked me completely out I took it to the face wow. yeah his feet man got yes yeah, sir very cool. yeah very cool yes sir when uh when I first saw King he was taking on another big name uh he he, he was taking on James Ellsworth at yeah. uh at the first Delco Mania event and uh and God was like glad that King went over in that match, man. And uh, it, I don't know, man. I, everything I've ever heard about working with James Ellsworth has been that he uh, he doesn't want to take bumps or he doesn't want to do this and that. What was it like working with uh, working with him? I mean, you you sit there and it's like you know Ellsworth has a ton of heat. 
as everybody knows, especially when I had the match with him. And I was getting calls from guys and other promotions. I was like, yo, break his legs, yo. Drop him on his neck. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, God, damn, I'm going to kick his ass. Don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, I'm not trying to murder the man. No, go ahead. It's cool. Murder him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you go you go in there and it's like you know you come in you're getting ready and um i've met uh ellsworth like way before his wwe run when he was part of a uh, pretty ugly and um you know he's coming in now like you expect him to have like a big head and just be like full of himself but he came in there you know head down just come in there hey guys hey how you doing da, 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 da. he wasn't a diva uh, I told him, like, yeah, you know, um, tonight we're going to fight, just so you know. Like, I don't know WWE style, but I'm going to tell you how the King style is, and this is what's going to happen. We went out there, had our match, you know, uh, got my envelope. It was a great night. I liked it. I enjoyed working with him. I'll, I'll beat him up seven nights out of seven again, anytime. <laughs> Go, ahead. So, Go ahead. Oh, I'm Tyler. sorry, Ted. Go ahead. No, uh I was just going to ask the King this. Th that's a great point because you work a stiffer style. It reminds me of the old school kind of wrestlers. Was there any influence going back to like the NWA back in the 80s, like you saw the, the Road Warriors Doom, you know, Ron Simmons, all those guys kind of with that style, you know, with working stiffer, hey, making it more, you know, believable, you know, like you're going to get hurt tonight, you know. Yeah, it was like the stuff for me, it was the Steiners. Like, oh, especially, yeah. like, Great. Scott Steiner. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he did all the flips. I mean, like, yeah. the Hoonan Karanas and everything. The Frankensteiners, sure. my bad. But it was just this one match where I saw where this, uh, it's like, uh, uh, I guess he was, like, a new guy or whatever. It was, like, you know, it's a jobber match. And he messed up, and, man, him and Rick just destroyed this guy. I was like, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got taught the, the hard way. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. King, I, uh, you know, th this past year's Dulcomania obviously was canceled. We were, uh, we were supposed to have the show in April and, uh, you were supposed to go up against black G's. And, uh, I know there's some, there's some, some beef there and, and that's why that match was billed so high. Why don't you tell everyone about that? Because I have a feeling that when we get back to business, we're going to, we're going to see something, something announced. So what, what do you have, man? What's up with that? Well, the thing is, is that black G's, He's been around for a long time, and he got his shine when I was at CZW. He doesn't remember this, but I remember this. I remember once I got done training, and I sat there. They saddled me with, like, starting off as a manager. I said, hey, man, you see me here three times a week. Hey, brother, maybe what we can do is we can do a, a, a tag team thing. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm doing my own thing, man. Keep doing you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So then at another show, it's like, I'm like, hey, man, I got this idea, man. What I was thinking was maybe, because this was like in 2008, I was like, hey, man, maybe we could do like a legacy thing, you know, like with the Randy Orton doing with those other guys. And like, I could be like your underling. And he was like, nah, 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 man. Like, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. And I just kept getting brushed off and brushed off. So then we sit there and we, you know, a couple years pass. And he's like, yo, keep doing your thing. And I'm like, I appreciate that. You know, uh, I could have been here sooner if you would have helped me out. So then we uh, keep going, and, like, we, we, we wind up in uh, – was super crazy. And, you know, we all – you know, we're peers now. You know, it's not like he's the vet. I'm some, some young guy off the street, you know, some jobber. Yo, go get my bags. And, yo, I need a water. Go get me a water. Thanks, Rook. It was like, hey, 
you're in this match, I'm in this match, I like what you do. So we, we kind of linked up, and that was cool. And uh, in my mind, I was just like, you know what? I'm better than you. I want this match. Like, I want to show everybody that I'm – because I watched him on TNA. I watched him when he was uh, uh, on WWE, and they gave him his tryouts, and he was going against Ryback and everything. And it's just like I kept getting comparisons. Like, you're just like him. You're just like him. And I'm like, well, the thing is, I'm better than him. I just need the match. And I was looking forward to Delco. Instead of going to the gym three times a week, I was going five. Instead of running at seven, I was running at five. And I was sitting there, instead of taking my, uh, my post-workout two times a day, I was taking it three. Everything was up. I was ready. I was going to hurt him. And then, you know, this whole Steve Carino thing happened, and now the world's shut down. But as soon as things pick back up, he's one of the first bodies that's getting dropped. I'm looking forward to seeing it and to calling it, my friend. That's, we I'm, got I'm something to look forward to, man. That's awesome. Uh, the godfather, uh, terrible Ted there, he's, uh, I think he's going to give us the invite for that one. Uh, I, I, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. Well, we might be able to make some shit happen. You know, <laughs> we can we can we can see some things through. I now, know Tyler, on the other hand, man, you know, I, I know flying he, in from he, Tennessee is a little oh, tough. Man. Yeah, it is. Tough, yeah. Although I King, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. If you have if you have a minute, King, um, follow Tyler on on Twitter, right? Because mm-hmm. this man has been working his commentary game and his promo game like nobody's business right and he Mm -hmm. can he like finds whatever he wants to work on calling uh tyler what was the most recent one you did on commentary uh i did owen hart and Shawn michaels and now i've done bret hart and stone cold i kind of go back to older matches and the Mm -hmm. reason i do audio is because i with all due respect they do the trademark you know copyright so i'm trying Mm -hmm. to do more audio but yeah. the recent ones, yeah. But but his commentary skills are are pretty tight, man. So I've I mean I, I meant I mentioned it to ownership once or twice that we might want to bring this cat in to uh to get him to call a match, you know, get him to call a show with us at some point just to have fun. And uh you should you should hear his stuff, man, because he's he's really on top of his game with that. Listen, I'm gonna take a listen to Tyler's stuff. And uh, you know, I know a guy, so uh, you know, let's see what we can do. <laughs> no, hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> You know, there, there's there's always helping each other out. That's how we yeah, do things. Absolutely. You know, That's hard working. And plus, now he's actually because he and I have been working together for about a year now. Yeah. And uh, he's he's got confidence now. Yes. Before he's like, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I know. no, man, <laughs> no, you gotta keep doing it. Do right. it. Right. But but now he's Tyler. I'll put anybody over Peters. Right. Like, right. Yeah. He walks in. He shakes your hand. Says, "How can I put you over?" <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's his, that's his shtick now, man. Now and forever. Oh, man. So, uh, Tyler, what do you got on your list, man? We know you got like another 25,750,000 questions over there. So, <laughs> 25 million. No, man. I, I was just, I was going to tell King, it, it's awesome. I love long title reigns. I mean, you've held that United States title. I think Ted told us uh, 724. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not counting, but yeah, you know, about yeah. 724. Yeah. Hey, I just think that's incredible. It's not really a question. I, I just enjoy where you have long title reigns. It's not just changing every couple matches. You actually have a long reigning champion. And I, I just want to ask how that experience has been like. I mean, it's just had to be pretty awesome, I, I can imagine. 
Oh yeah, like I, I've had like titles, like uh, cruiserweight titles and uh, tag team titles with my partner Tyrino. We done had uh, uh, eight title reigns and five different promotions, and that was mm. great and everything. Oh, but there's but there's nothing like winning a championship that wasn't doing nothing, and you take that title to different promotions. And I went to CZW and I defended it there which was kind of unheard of for, like, ACBW to have a champion take their uh, championship and defend it somewhere else. But I took it to CZW and defended it there. You know, I took it to Delaware. I took the other promotions to the point where when people see me, they'd be like, damn, you still got the belt? Yo, who are you going against this month and everything? Because when I was growing up, Rob Van Dam had the television title. It wasn't the world title, but it became more important than the world title because – it was like 12 months, 14 months, 15 months, Mr. Pay-Per-View. And uh, one of the reasons, too, by the way, I do the Frog Splash, you know, it's a homage to him. But it meant a lot to him, and it, over- it overrid the world title. And it was the same thing when Taz had the television title. I always looked at the middle title as, like, if you get the right person who actually gives a shit and they know what they're doing and they make it about just that wrestling, that title becomes a top title. And that's what my interest is. Beyond winning a heavyweight title, I wanted to take the secondary or the third-tier title and just make it mean more than the main title. And I feel like that's what I've done at 7-24. Yeah, man, a lot of respect for that. I absolutely agree. I think that what they say, a lot of the better workers and better wrestlers hold are not actually world champions. They, they hold like the United States title, like you're saying, Cruiserweight and, and t- TV title. So that's very neat. So, you know, we've uh, you've talked a a number of times about CZW. Obviously, that's where uh, I'm pretty sure that's where you got your training, right? You got your training through the CZW school there. Yeah. Um, you know, any anything to say about the uh, the recent stuff with CZW that's been coming out that we've been seeing on social media, the uh, the female superstars, and and how it's been marketed. Hmm. Well, you see, here's the thing, right? So when you sit there and you you ask a question like that, it's like everyone known all this stuff for years. It's just, you know, everybody kind of dance around it and, you know, focus on this or they focus on that. I mean, as far as like the girls, how they're being marketed, they're being marketed the way that they always been. And as far as the creepy stories, like the creepy stories always been there. It's just now everything is like out in the open. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess my last thing that I wanted to, to bring into the conversation, I'll let Tyler get the final question in because we know he's got a list of, you know, approximately there he goes again <laughs> two billion, two billion seven hundred and fifty million <laughs> questions over there, you know, um, you know, we, as independent people, right, um, and I'm not going to say I'm one of the people, but as independent people that, you know, that work in an independent organization, obviously, it's very difficult to, you know, to keep momentum going. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have been in the business a lot, uh, a lot shorter of time than you, right? There's a lot of people out there that are still greenhorns, that are still rooks, and, um you know that they're they're sitting in this 
you know, as you said, Steve Carino, 19 virus and mm-hmm. not able to get any work, but now they, they got to get back in the saddle when things open back up. What would you offer as some words of wisdom as a, as a vet now for getting back in the saddle after, uh, after all this stuff clears and trying to get back out there on the indies? My advice would be like right now, touch bases with the companies, you know, uh, you know, just try and put your best foot forward. Cause like right now, for a lot, a lot of times what happens with promotions is that promotions tell you like, oh, brother, we're booked up for the next six months, seven months, eight months, brother. As soon as we run through this, the truth of the matter is the person probably thinks you're trash or they probably just don't want to use you. So, you know, and I'm just being blatantly honest. Like I tell the kids every time, like I see them and they're like, yeah, I, you know, I've been wrestling for the last year. Oh, and I got a double shot. And it's like, they're all trying to like burn themselves out. Cause it's like, this is all they can get. That's what I'm telling them is like, Take your time. You know what I mean? Build these relationships. Just talk to them, like, you know, sparingly. Like, even, like, right now. Like, right now, as of now, I got four companies, as soon as things pick up, that I'm be at, including three new uh, debuts. So, you know, just, you know, keep keep working out. Like, just because everything's shut down don't mean you stop your fitness. Like, you're a wrestler. Look like a wrestler. Don't just sit home and just be like, oh, man, I'm out of – I'm out of – I'm out of work, so I'm just going to sit on my couch and I'm getting some unemployment. It's like, no, go do a push-up. Go run. You'd be surprised how many, how many of the boys, like, I'm looking on, you know, the social media, and it's like, well, God, when does this guy work out? You know? Even, even the students down at um, the Proving Grounds, like, I'm on them. I'm like, hey, you, you working out? What you eating? You know? I'm trying to, you know, keep the guys around me tight. You know what I mean? So they'd be ready when everything picked back up. Yeah, and for, and for those of you that don't know, I've mentioned ACPW's proving grounds before on the show, um, especially when we were talking to Vedicius and we were compa- like, kind of comparing and contrasting the wrestling schools. And uh, and King is one of the trainers at the proving ground school, so he's one of the guys that that helps break everybody in and make sure that they can uh, be up to snuff when they get there. And he's Sorry. doing a good job, you know. I, I we had a bunch of proving grounds matches the last couple shows, and uh, and those guys really have done a nice job. And so the work that that he and Ty and and everybody's doing with those guys has been really great. Absolutely. All right, Tyler, you get the last question, my friend. Okay, uh, King, I was going to ask you, has there been one guy that you haven't had a chance to work with and wrestle that that just kind of catches your attention that you go, hey, I want to match with that guy, independent, professional, don't matter, this one guy you've noticed that you'd like to work with? Well, after I take care of G's, uh, because that's going to be that's going to happen soon. Um, it's going to probably sound a little crazy, but I want Mark Briscoe. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for those guys. I think uh, you know to exist. And I, obviously, I don't know them, but to exist the way they have for all those years, uh, you know, one word: passion. And uh, and maybe reinvention, but they've been with the same promotion for all those years, and mm-hmm. uh, the intensity is still there, man. Uh, I like that a lot. I'm impressed with that answer, my friend. Oh yeah, very cool. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're taking a quick break from the Jolt and Joe Wrestling Radio Show just to remind you to check out all of our content on all of our various platforms for entertainment. We have plenty of shows up on the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Bullhorn, wherever you get them, you can find us there. We have plenty of shows that are YouTube specific. We have our new show, uh, the Wrestle Game Rewind, where we have Tyler and Lionel, they are checking out all the wrestling video games they can get their hands on. Highly entertaining. Go check those guys out. We have a show of all promos right now happening. It's the Promo Battle Tournament, and it's happening right here on the Rewind YouTube channel. You won't find that on the podcast network, so you got to go over to YouTube to find those two shows. We also have the traditional Rewind Wrestling Podcast, the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show that you're listening to right now, and a new show called Talking Shop that are all on the YouTube channel and on the podcast network. So please go and check out all of the content you can from the Rewind Wrestling Network. And with that being said, please remember to like us on social media and follow us on social media at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's at Rewind Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under that handle. All right, folks, let's get you back to the Jolt and Joe Wrestling Radio Show. All right, my friends, we're back. I just want to mention that uh, for the first half of the show, Tyler Peters has not put me over. So I don't think his reputation is, uh, is uh, I don't know, something's going on, man. But... We are going to go to what we do on a weekly basis. Uh, hold on, Joe. Hold on. But wait, there's more. We got to do the bucket oh. list with the king. So, king, when, when coronavirus kicked in, I pulled out my ghetto-ass bucket that's dirty as hell, and mm. uh, I put 40 questions in here for pro wrestlers that I have on the show. It could be something oh. as simple as, what's your favorite finisher? It could mm-hmm. be something as... Which was better, the NWO or DX, and why? Okay. okay. So it could it could get deep, or it could be real, just off the top. Okay. So let's, right. let's grab you a question out the bucket list. Let's see who's a rat. Is that what? It oh is? man! <laughs> oh man! True or false? Macho and Steph hooked up. I'm going to have to go with uh, – shit, I wonder if she's ever going to watch this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man, my man. All right, Joe, I'm sorry that I interrupted you, Mr. Show Host, sir. Wait, it there's is no answer? Show. Wait, wait, what's the answer? <laughs> oh, oh he, he, said, he said no. Right. Yeah, I got his answer. Well, what's the correct answer? Oh, yeah, tell us, Ted. So, I am of the opinion, because there is no oh, definitive oh, okay. answer of this. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. I am of the opinion that there has to be more of a reason as to why Macho was never really brought back. But I don't know that it was that. That's how I'm going to put that. That's, I'm going I'm to play right, that safe friends. out. Well, <laughs> we're... We're all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. We're uh, we're uh, recording this a couple of days earlier than we usually do. So usually we focus a lot on Wednesday night uh, AEW and NXT. But tonight, what do we got? Well, we, first off, we got the two bookend uh, WWE shows. So we've got uh, Friday night's uh, SmackDown. 
and Monday Night's Raw. So let's start with SmackDown and let's throw it around. If you got to see it, uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? Let's go to Tyler. Yeah, first of all, what I did like is uh, the whole dirt sheet deal with Morrison and Miz. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going to have to go back and YouTube what the history of this thing was, but it just did not do anything for me. I do like the matchup with Strowman and those two going at it for backlash. That's what I did like. What I did like, though, was AJ Styles and, and Nakamura. I think with mm -hmm. their history and the way they can work, you know, Nakamura's got that unorthodox style. And, and Styles is phenomenal. That's what he is. So, to me, that was a highlight for me as far as SmackDown. So, that's what I got. You know, I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a little bit like the nostalgia is rubbing off for me with with Miz and Morrison you know like when when Morrison first came back okay cool this is a logical way to bring this guy back in the pairing is cool they play well off of each other um there's history there and it kind of revitalizes your tag team division and Smackdown a little bit cool all things that are productive right but now it's just like okay so are they going to be in the tag title picture or not oh no we're going to book them for a singles run even though they're still a tag team. Hmm. That's a little weird. And then we get to the point where Miz gets dropped on the side of his head with Morrison looking in from the outside. And my God, was that meme phenomenal, <laughs> you know, but, but the, uh, yeah, I just, scary, man. That was yeah. scary to me. Yeah, it's scary, but he's, you know, he's the Miz and he's fine. And I, yeah. I really think that the Miz is, you know, and King's probably going to hate on me for this, but I think the Miz is a top tier guy. I, I really like the Miz actually. Um, I think he's got the mouth to, to do what he's got to do. I think he's a decent in-ring performer. He can tell a story in a ring, especially if he's given the right opponent. Um, you know, I, I think it's just time to break these two guys up. And I hope that's, you know, that that's where this leads. I hope that they cost each other the title and then, you know, they, they start a feud with each other because I think that'd be best for everyone. But yeah, man, AJ Nakamura, that was some good stuff. That was some good stuff. I, I've heard the argument that it was better than their WrestleMania match. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to watch them back to back. Yeah, I, I agree. So, King, did you have a chance to uh, check it out this week? I didn't get a chance to see SmackDown. I just saw oh, okay. like the, I, I just seen the highlights and I seen all of Raw. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did yeah. Did you want to add anything uh, to this part of it? I mean, yeah, like uh, yeah, as far good. as the uh, Miz and Morrison uh, getting a title shot, I love the idea of a tag team wrestler who started off in Eminem, who did the tag team thing with Joey Mercury, and now he's with the Miz, and he comes back after all these years. And he, I would love for Morrison to somehow come away with the title and just like surprise everybody because everyone's going to think Braun's going to run over him. So I would love to see where they can go with uh, Morrison as like the main guy of the blue brand. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Nobody... def... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I would say he's definitely got the tools, you know, oh, yeah. he, he, especially when he was over an impact, man, the, the guy is just, he's got it. He's got what it takes to be the guy. It's just a matter of, will they let him be the guy? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, you got Johnny, what was it? Johnny impact, uh, what was his, uh, his uh, Lucha Underground name? It's time for him to be uh, Johnny Smackdown. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. That would work. 
Um, nobody mentioned uh, Flair and uh, Charlotte and Bailey. Are you guys tired of seeing Charlotte pop up on every show recently? No. Here's why. She's the only one that can put everybody over without having to lose. You know, she's she's right, okay. so good. You know, she, she did lose. She, make, she did lose this time around, which is fine with me. Yeah. Right? Um, but she she makes everyone around her look good. She really does. She makes everyone around around her look good. She sells she sells as well as Shawn Michaels, you know. Um she's got the athleticism, she's got the the ability to tell a story in the ring and she's 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 awesome to watch pretty much all the time i know that's usually tyler's line he's all about the queen um smart man but uh hey yeah thank you yeah but uh but you know what you know what i really did i really did like was that and what i've liked the last two weeks is this is finally kind of pushed bailey's heel turn in a direction where it's believable it, it's it's finally kind of pushed it there to where it's like ah okay i i can dig into this and bite into this a little bit more and and um i haven't been there so far with the heel turn to date all right well and, yeah. I, I i brought up that particular match because it well i thought it was a fine match probably kept me in the whole of smackdown mm-hmm. that match you know we said things we liked that was one except i'm still not buying into Bailey being a badass. I'm just not there yet. I think she's snarky, but that ain't good enough for me. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I need, I need to see her lose it. I think that's the next step for her, for sure. Um, you know, well, you there, got Sasha two. waiting in the wings. There's, there's that's two. right. Yeah. You've got three kinds of heels in my mind, right? You've got the badass, they snap off heels, right? You've got the whiny, complaining, pain in the ass heels, right? And then you've got the heels that are supposed to be the bad guys, but everybody loves them, right? We've got one of them on our show right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the king, the king is a the king is supposed to be a bad guy, but everybody loves him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good guy, bro. Look at that. That's White Claw. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, man. See, I can relate to that because if you weren't on the show, King, I would be the nice guy heel. The oh. heel that it, oh, man. And you're, letting, you're, and, and, you're, and you're letting me borrow that role for the night? I oh, man, you're the king. Oh. You're the king. Oh, Joe, stop Respect. it. Respect. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um. they just think of me as a an old dad or a grandpa and they just, you know, he's just the guy with dementia that we let stay on the show. Cause it's fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, for, but for real, like Bailey, Bailey is in that, in that Evan road right now. Like she, she started off, like she made this heel turn, but she was still the heel that everybody loved. Cause she was still Bailey. Right. Yeah. She still was wearing the colorful outfit. She still came out with the blow up things. Right. Um, you know, she was still the, the character that everybody loved as Bailey, but she was having like this personality conflict, right? Yeah. Then she transitioned into this kind of whiny, 
you know, why does nothing ever work out for me heel, even though she's the champion, right? Yeah. And I think, and what I hope for the love of everything that is holy is that we're going <laughs> to see her snap off, but it won't be yeah. at Charlotte. It'll be at Sasha. And that's when we see right. badass yeah. Bailey yeah, come into play. You know how you get badass Bailey? What you do is like, so she did her heel change and like she cut her hair, uh, she cut her hair down, right? So you have Sasha, right? Beat her unconscious and you give her to uh, Serena Deeps and just shave her bald. Oh! Yeah, hey, there you go. Ooh. Bald yeah. Bailey. BB. Well, there you go. Ooh. Let's send that one to Vince. That, that will <laughs> piss her off. That will mm-hmm. piss her off. What else do we want to talk about for uh, for SmackDown? Did we just love Otis and Mandy and Dolph and uh, 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 what's her name? I was going to say Sasha. Sonia. You know what? Tyler, go ahead. I want to. No, I I was just going to say, Tim, that I I actually enjoyed that. I I thought, you know, believe it or not, I love the storyline going in. And I think Sonia Deville, to me, is becoming one of the better heels. And all of it. I like her attitude. They were let her loose. And, you know, I don't mind the whole uh, mixed tag thing and where they're going with this. It, it's yeah. interesting to me. I actually liked it. So that's what I'm, I got to say. So, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah. And, and I think that it's one of the best written segments in wrestling right now is the way that this story has progressed. Um, something that I'm worried will happen. And I only say it because it, it, it came across my radar today. You guys know, uh, if you've been listening to the show, that I've been rewatching the early and mid-2000s pay-per-views during my, you know, during my time in the office. I just kind of have it on in the background. And um, during the second Money in the Bank reign, RVD won the Money in the Bank. And then he put his money in the bank on the line against Shelton Benjamin's Intercontinental Championship. And so the precedent is set that someone can lose their money in the bank championship match, you know, money in the bank contract via just a regular match. Like they can put it on the line like a title. And Mm -hmm. what I'm really worried about is that this will end up not giving the fans the fan service that they so desperately need right now from the WWE. And that this will end up with a Mandy heel turn where they're in a mixed tag match. And if, and if they lose, then Otis loses the contract to Dolph. And I can see that being put put it up for Mandy. Exactly. It's going to be something. Exactly. And then Mandy costs him. And then I, but you know what, here's the positive side of that argument. It gives Dolph an opportunity at the championship again. And it gives it gives an opportunity to it gives an excuse as to why he can get back on top of the on top of the mountain mm-hmm. without having really had a successful program in the meantime. It gives him almost like a fresh start. Whereas I think it just makes sympathy for Otis even better. Um, you know, and it makes him even more wildly popular because they everyone will feel like he got screwed. Um but I, I worry about it because I would much rather see Otis cash in. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, yeah it's probably true i think that's where fans would feel yeah most satisfied but but knowing wwe and how they book that's what i see coming down the line have and they specified it is only for smackdown i think the way that they that they that they talked about it this year when they were when they were advertising money in the bank was 
um, if you win it, you can challenge your brand's champion. Uh, oh, that was good. Yeah. I was chicken. I was wondering that myself. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. And then, because I, mean, right. I was Otis, what I would do is I'd wait around till Wednesday night. And, you know, when that little Adam Cole fellas around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just put them through, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that idea, though, too. That's a good one. And the right. uh, the other match that was on the card was Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, which was yes. an okay. It, it was a good. It was an okay match. It didn't mean much to me, unfortunately. Yeah. It just yeah, kind of lost you know? me. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's swing it over to uh, Raw on Monday night. I do want to make one comment, and that is, I'm really glad. And we're getting to see across uh, AEW, WWE, that we're getting to see more managers again. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of managers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it opens things up to being able to slide out of situations a little easier, you know? Um, So I'm happy about that. And I'm I'm wondering if MVP is going to be the manager of, uh, of Lashley. It, it seems like that's what they want. But um, since I'm going in that direction, I thought that the Street Profits, Lashley and MVP match exceeded my expectations until Drew came out and they took it in a different place. I really wanted that to see those two tag teams keep going. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a cool feud that I thought could build up even more. Um, So going into it, I didn't care. Coming out of it, I was like, man, I want more of that. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I agree with you. Um, My biggest thing is that MVP legitimately came out the Monday night after the Royal Rumble, had his quote-unquote last match in the WWE against Rey Mysterio, and then not even two months later was wrestling again on air, which is problematic for me. Um, But yeah, and and I hope that MVP does successfully transition to that managerial role because I think he'll be really, really good at it. I said last week I think he could be the next, you know, I think he could be the next Bobby Heenan. Um, You know, and and I, I really do believe that. Uh, something that I really liked about the show was obviously the U.S. title win. You know, Apollo Crews is just yeah. so freaking good, man. Yeah. The guy can just go, and I really appreciated seeing him get that get that little nod. You know, get that U.S. title, and hopefully he can make it mean something. You know, those mid card titles in WWE are lost beyond lost, and I just mm-hmm. hope, I hope to God that that he can make it mean something again. And um, you know. I, I hope that that Natty Neidhart gets a gets a reasonable push and gets a, a run with the championship before she retires. But I'm just not digging this this the way she's being booked right now. That's my I like my one thing to take away. Yeah, the whole phone call deal with Tyson Kidd. What was that about? I mean, yeah, it was just it was just ridiculous. Remember tantrum last week. Yeah, yeah it, it it doesn't connect. No, you're right about that. It doesn't connect, but. Um, King, what you got, man? Well, I'm going to say this because no one else said it. I'm against the Olive Garden sneeze guard that they have up now. The NHL blast, <laughs> I'm against it. 
I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It distracts me when it was uh when uh Bobby and MVP was coming out and uh like just the light bouncing off and the street profits when they was hitting the glass, it was just like almost had like a mild seizure, man. Like I was just like, <laughs> Oh, it's too much going on, you know what I mean? It, I don't know. It, it it took away from me. I mean, I might be the only person, but I hate it. It's like Chinese store glass. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I needed to to do one of these at first. You know, like lean into the TV and go, exactly. they got plexiglass up. You know, because it, it just wasn't making sense to me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay. They're doing the whole barricade thing, you know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to say one other thing about that. And it's not totally related, but uh, the audience, which I'm glad they had, you know, mm-hmm. the, the other wrestlers, were kind of segregated in place. Yeah. And when the when you had the Drew um, Lashley. Uh, Lashley pull apart, right? The ref would point to one section and they'd come out like a little <laughs> herd of cattle. And it didn't work and they'd point. It's almost like, okay, wait till the ref points and then come out. And it was like, oh, come on with that. Just... You know, just wave frantically and let a couple of people come running out or something. Make it feel a little more natural. I'm gonna stop. It was it Go was ahead. very it was a very scripted audience. <laughs> it was a very yeah, scripted it was audience. a little too you know. You know, you guys might remember when when AEW when we first started having these shows and AEW had the crowd and there there was this one cat that like came at me on Twitter on the rewind Twitter where he was like, AEW is so much better because of the audience. And we had just been talking about for like two weeks about how, you know, the rule of 10 and this was right when everything was started. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, listen, man, like I, I don't agree with AEW doing this because they're, they're televising saying that it's okay to not be socially distant when people are getting sick. Right. That's not okay. Um, now restrictions are being lifted. We're testing waters again. WWE tries it. Cool. You know that cat waited for two months. Two months this guy waited to finally come back. And he went back to that thread instead of gift <laughs> saying that everything's going according to plan. I lit into that kid, man. I was Ooh. like, yo, you are petty. You waited for two months to try and say something when the, the CDC is even lifting, lifting some restrictions, man. There's a reason that they're doing it now get off your high horse and get behind your Twitter, you know, keyboard warrior bullshit. Get out of here with that bullshit. Oh my yeah, God. Tell, tell Tim Taylor, stop bothering you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I hate Tyler, you so much. I hate there, you so much right now, King. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just saying, just real quickly back to Raw, because I know now we're getting on time here. I got to tell you, what you guys, you know, I'm going to throw this out there, that women's match, you know, Triple Threat, Nia Jax, Charlotte, Natalia. I got to tell you, there was things I liked about it, but things I didn't. I know a lot of people were high on it. I don't know. I, I think they should have, to be honest, just let Natalia and Charlotte go for a singles match. And it's not that I'm not a fan of Nia Jax getting mm-hmm. to Oscar. I, I understand why, but that's just my observation. My thing is, why, why was Natty in there? Why was she chosen? In the big picture, you know, like she hasn't won anything in a while, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, Naya just came in. So if you're going by any kind of they deserve to be there, eh, 
not so much. Yeah. You know, but uh, but Oscar, I just think she's hilarious. And I will watch now, and I never liked her. I will watch any time she hits the screen now, because I think what they got her doing is just very funny. Yeah, agreed. agreed. And I'm not big on the ha-has, but, you know. Agreed, agreed. Guys, I, got, I, got, I really don't know what your feelings are about this. But I, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, every time I see Seth Rollins out there, because this does lead us into AEW, I think to myself, that's a bit more like maybe Brody Lee should be. Mm. Uh, and, 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 you know, we can kind of hold that there for a minute. So I'll, pu- I'll put that seed out. I'll put that little tidbit out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. only other thing is I caught up on NWA's Cornyland show. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and uh, I happened to be sitting there with my wife watching it. And, you know, my wife is a fan, but mainly just WWE stuff where she'll go with me and it's close up and it's fun, right? She was just like, what? the hell is this? Well, I don't know what you guys thought. And I love NWA and I love their quote commercials in the beginning. Yeah. But who's doing what to put this show together? It is weird, man. I haven't got a chance to watch it. I don't want to put thoughts in your head. No, no. I'm like, what? So listen, I, um, I was listening to Busted Open this weekend as I was driving up to uh, to the Secret Ingredient Bakery where you can get all of your fresh baked goods in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was on my way up there. My pop owns the bakery, and we were, you know, he called me in to work for him for the last couple weekends. And uh, yeah. so I listened to Busted Open on the way up and on the way down. I was listening to the podcast version because I'm too mm. cheap to buy Sirius XM. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, we... Uh, we got Thunder Rosa as a guest, right? And uh, and she was saying that basically the NWA lost 500000 on the Crockett Cup, right? Because they, they, they still paid all their people their payday. Okay. Um, and Which is cool, right? Like, awesome. They still paid everybody their payday <laughs> for yeah, a pay-per-view, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they lost 500k, and then so they they just you know they're real short on budget right now, you know, um, to be able to produce anything much of anything, so they're just having people do these voiceover things, and someone's kind of doing some editing, and you know, it's just something to keep people engaged at this point, um, yeah, okay. so I yeah, gotta be I, fair, it was kind I guess, of it right? was kind of insightful, you have to be a yeah. fan of whoever's talking at that point right like the first yeah, one was nick yeah. aldis like you have to be a fan of nick aldis to care it just it is what mm-hmm. it is well there was an interesting thing that he did with the you know like the, the he's talking about his show that he does on mondays mm-hmm. on on youtube and he made it like oh it's not going to be like this and there you saw like a four zoom you know, like the four of us, yeah. you know, and it was kind of blurred out. And, you know, and I just yeah. thought to myself, oh, man, that, that hurts. You know, we're just doing our thing here, dude. Leave us alone. <laughs> Don't pick on us. Listen, champ, I'm a real fighter. 
come at me, bro. Oh man. So AEW, as I, uh, as I mentioned, I just, I just couldn't throw 50 bucks out there. And, uh, all right. All right. Ted's dying to tell everybody all, all the picks we made. I have a few complaints about this, you know, cause I think some of them should have been thrown out, but go ahead, Ted. All right. So King, you, you weren't on with us last week, but we had a, a gentleman by the name of Johnny Cove on uh, mm-hmm. from, from out in the Midwest. And he, he did some predictions with us for double or nothing on last week's show. Um, so what, what I want to start with here is that once again, Joe has the lowest score. <laughs> yeah because uh, i use my brain well apparently your brain this. didn't do a very good job I mean, i'm just saying bro however <laughs> if it, you you're doing uh, what, what was it? it was three out of five, uh, eight three out of eight and i yeah, threw okay. out okay you, you did you throw out statlander i did you did i did okay i threw out statlander okay. so now you got no leg to stand on there <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you know, so right, well, uh, I had to make a little bit of a fuss here. So we had the private party versus the the best friends. We had Dustin versus uh, Sean Spears. We there was supposed to be Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Baker's out for two months uh, with potentially uh, partially torn ACL after taking Nyla Rose suplexed under her leg. Uh, so we ended up getting Penelope Ford, which we all know Tyler is a big fan of. Then we got uh, sure. Nyla Rose and uh, Sheeta. And then we got MJF and Jungle Boy. Uh, we had the the ladder match. The uh, I forget what they what they call it exactly, but basically it's Money in the Bank for AEW. Uh, <laughs> um, we had the Stadium Stampede match. We had the Cody. Rhodes and Lance Archer match, and we had Mox and Brody Lee. And uh, so Joe successfully picked the best friends, MJF and Mox, to win. That's it. Because if any thinking person, <laughs> anybody who had a half a brain, would have looked at that card, why? Would you? Why would you kill Lance Archer? Why would you kill Sean Spears? You know, Brody, forget about already. So where's all your heels, okay? And Nyla, okay? Because what? Uh, Kenny Omega's got a, a thing with the Japanese uh, yeah. women. So I'm glad I didn't watch it. Huh. <laughs> man he's being he's being that i'm that. pissed get off my lawn <laughs> get off my lawn kids. where's your bathrobe bro just like yeah. just getting off get off my lawn you kids you fancy off. new age booking what is this nonsense like, get, the, get out of here joe come on all right so tyler yeah. uh you had five out of eight. In fact, you and I tied for that for five out of eight. Oh, and so did Johnny. So, so Johnny, the three of us all tied for first <laughs> wow. place this time around, which means that I am officially two and one on the, okay. on the year, right? Ooh. I'm two and one. Tyler is, is 
one and one because he didn't do predictions for the one show. He wasn't on there with us uh, for Money in the Bank predictions. And Joe is O for three. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) So... Because I think logically. Which is not how professional wrestling works. Yeah, apparently Uh, not, huh? (laughs) So, Tyler, you successfully picked uh, Dustin to win, MJF, uh, the Delete Elite with me, Cody, and Mox. And then I had the best friends, uh, MJF, uh, Delete Elite, Cody, and Mox. So, we we had some decent picks there. Gentlemen, what did you guys think of – of the card. I mean, I guess, well, Joe, why don't you tell us how you really feel, bro? It sucked. <laughs> it was illogical. You killed all your heels. Who are you going to, who are you going to fight now? You don't have, you know, you killed Brody. You killed Lance Archer. And no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Brody Spears. killed himself. Brody well, killed himself. Yeah, He's been unwatchable for two weeks. Okay. Tell me one thing you want to watch about Brody Lee right now. Nothing. Okay, so you can't say they killed Brody Lee. Brody Lee killed his own damn push. Well, okay. Yeah, well, I don't even know about that. <laughs> you know, set him up and go. You know, here's what you're gonna do. Here's the storyline. The storyline is you're gonna be boring, and then uh, Seth Rollins is gonna take take the idea, and or somebody's gonna take the idea over there, and Seth Rollins is gonna be better. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. So sorry, sorry. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Look at him. He's turned. He's he's still red. I don't know if he's still sunburned from last week. I'm out in the sun every day. You've been hitting the beach, and we don't know about it. Yeah, I'm outside every day. Okay, it's yeah. sunny. You know. All right. And and uh... so you so you're pretty pissed off that they that they essentially just killed all the heels. I mean, no. they didn't kill all the heels because they debuted a new heel. Yeah. Oh, okay, one. All right, let's see if he can work his way through the the politics now. Good luck with that. I think I think they're going to feel like he's a big deal. King, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about Brian Cage? Uh, I like him. I don't like the pairing of him and Taz. I mean, like, other than Rage and Cage matching, it's like, eh. uh, I like him uh, getting his title shot. I don't like his chances. But, uh, I mean, like, when you look at Brian Cage, when you think of heavyweight champion, you have to think of someone like Brian Cage. Like, I've known uh, uh, John, uh, like I said, back to, you know, when I first started training. Like, uh, he's a cool dude, and, like, you know, he's a psychopath in the ring and everything. But when you hear heavyweight champion, who would you pick? John, or would you pick Brian Cage? You want a monster. Right. That's yep. the way I feel about that. Yep. I want but a I'm, monster. But the way they book in that company, that ain't going to go. It's not going to go that way, though. No, I think no. we're going to keep, keep it for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, think, I think the VPs are going to take their turns. Yep. Yeah. And, and hey, MJF still is, is uh, on his winning streak. He has not yet lost. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, you know what? I shouldn't discount MJF. He's the best thing they got going, but. Yeah, but he's a different kind of heel, you know. He's He's an uh, old school heel. He's an old school heel. Yeah, 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 for sure. He he does not care if you throw shit at him in public. Heel. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's doing the gimmick right because even autographs, he's like that. 
I mean, yeah. he's just yeah, yeah, yeah the whole nine yards. What you're always saying, yeah, I, I disagree with it. Tyler, what do you think about uh, you know, you picked Dustin to win that match and and you were the only one who picked Dustin Rhodes to win that match man <laughs> um you know what what did you think of the fact that both the Rhodes brothers went over I wasn't surprised I mean here's the deal I I'm a fan of theirs but let's be honest I haven't seen anything in AW yet that would suggest they're not going to go over I mean that's the, that's the thing I mean I love the Rhodes family going back to Dusty but he was guilty of that I mean, as much as I like the dream, it's like they booked themselves kind of in that position. And Spears kind of set it up just from that Sean Spears news. He's like, yeah, you're retired or something, paraphrasing. So it just to me seemed like, you know what, they're going to, he's not going to win, even though he probably should because he's your guy that's been established and needs it. But, you know, Dustin just, they've got him on a winning streak. That's all I can add to it, the logic behind it. Okay. King, what do you think, man? I kind of seen it from like uh, before they started doing the uh, tournament blocks. Like, as a matter of fact, when they did that stipulation of uh, Cody's not ever going to get another title shot, I said when they do that second that second tier title, it's going to Cody. Like, it was kind of just written yeah, on the walls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. I mean, like you're not going to have your top baby face, and like I would say he's their top baby face because like the crowd and his emotion, like that, that's yeah. probably better than anybody that's in wrestling at the current moment. So, uh. There was, like, no way that anyone else was going to get the title before. But speaking of that title, right, so I understand, like, you know, the process of getting a title made, and, you know, I understand. But here's the thing. The guy owns a stadium, a football team, right? You're trying to tell me I got more detail in my title than they do in theirs? Interesting. That title's gotten (laughs) horrible. So, uh, from what I understand, that title is not finished yet. I would say the same thing, too, if I put that on TV. Just And I asked <laughs> you to pay $50. Yep. Hey, guys, there's more. I would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so, I have a little bit of a different take on this, having looked of at the... Of course you do. Here he goes again. Da, da, da. Cody, I love Cody. Cody, you did such a great job at, <laughs> at Cody Rhodes. <laughs> how, how much line do you have down there? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you saw it. It was nothing in there. Listen. Sure. It was Brandy. Listen. All I'm going to say is I legit said that he needed that mid-card title in order to stay afloat in this company because he can't do shit else. That's because he's a vice president and can do whatever he wants. He needed that. I, I meant from a wrestling perspective. but <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but listen, so my thought is actually that Dustin will be the Rhodes brother to win the heavyweight championship. He Oof. will be the one that wins the AEW championship. And I'm saying that because he never got that nod anywhere else. And I think that before he goes out and he goes out on his back to put someone over like an MJF or, um, you know, or a Sean Spears to win that belt, that he will win it and then he'll go out on his back and that'll be his, his goodbye. 
you know, his final goodbye after all these years. That's just my opinion based on, on how the booking ended up because I was with you. I thought Sean Spears should have won that match. If you were, you know, any kind of logical person, um, Sean Spears should have won that match, especially because Dustin's only got so much left, you know, so many miles left in the tank. Um, but I think that's, I, that's I truly think that, that Dustin could, could be the Rhodes brother to win that AEW championship and then put over a, a monster you know. heel. Or, yeah. or Cody puts a mask on and becomes the Midnight Rider. No, well, and, you know, Cody. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, they're they're missing. I think who they're really missing out on is this push with Darby Allen. They're kind of missing that to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're you know that's something you forget about. He had so yeah. much thing going in, and you know now they're kind of losing some of that. With him. I mean, even with that finish going back with Cody, people were critical of that. You know the way that finish happened. I was critical of that because yeah. I don't agree with everything Cody says and does, you know, even yeah. though that's what Joe seems to think about me. By the way, Brian Cage liked that Cody. tweet, so screw you. That's yeah. <laughs> all you need. Sergeant Slaughter follows me on Twitter. Who follows you? Just saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang, uh, how do you use that word, Mark? How, how, how do you, I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, I. I'm an older guy. I don't know that much. I, I uh, no. Maybe you can tell me. You're a pro. I'm nothing. You know, well done. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. It's just, I'm just glad to see that he can still have emotion without having a senile moment. You know, it's all right. <laughs> Last week, you what did you call me? You said you want to be a heel, but you're you can't, or I don't know. Something. I don't remember thing he put in there you know well you gotta be able to take the heat i'm taking the heat yeah i'm taking the heat look at my face i got the heat wow yeah true that true that a lot of sun what can i tell you so uh king you uh you mentioned that you know john you uh you know he was in czw i'm assuming around the same time that you were getting your training yeah um you know, I, I think he's a great worker. I think, but I think that his what he can bring to the to the AEW title is kind of coming to an end. And I wanted to get your your thoughts on that because I, I've said openly on the on this show and on the podcast many times that there are two different ways you can approach having a title. Right? Either the title can enhance the person that's holding it, or the person can enhance the title. Right? And mm. sometimes with a lengthy run like yours as U.S. champion. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of went from one to the other, right? Like mm-hmm. you started off, you get a championship in, at the mid-card level at, at ACPW and that elevated you as a performer with ACPW. And now you have elevated the United States Championship because you've held it for so long. And now people see it as being a, a big prize to get because it's so valued having mm-hmm. been held on to and monopolized for so long. Um, I think that, the AEW title doesn't have anything to add for anybody, right? Um, mm. Because it's so brand new. It didn't come with, well, like WCW, they got the big gold belt, but that was really the NWA championship. You know what I yeah. mean? So, so it came with some prestige. And uh, AEW doesn't have that. And so that's why I think, you know, Jericho was the perfect choice for their first champion because it gave some kind of meaning, you know, it gave, it gave the belt some meaning. Uh, you know, as to who held it first. And I think that Mox was the logical next choice because it gives someone else with a lot of credibility 
the ability to further propel that championship. But I think that that, that tank is starting to run on empty. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and who you think would be a logical next choice. I mean, you mentioned that Brian Cage is, has the look about him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but who do you think is the next logical choice for that? I mean, honestly, the way I would – you got to establish like a history for the, the, the title at this point because what are they like a uh, – I would I would say like the next logical champion would be you have MJF probably take it off of him and then from MJF I would do uh Hangman and from Hangman I would probably have Brian Cage take it off so that way you have like a history of like in the next like a uh, year year and a half you have like the next five guys that hold the belt and you and and some big moments you know you got to have some big moments they don't have to be bloody uh deathmatch spots, even though it's nice to have one or two, but you need some classic, like, you know, like the Shawn Michaels, uh, WrestleMania 12 type of moment with a character. That would probably be like, Hey man, uh, page. And then like, uh, the Brian cage thing, I would like, I would love to see him book to go through like a gauntlet to win the belt, you know, something that shows like his power and his grit and that he's like a machine, you know, you just got to build to these people's characters and, you know, logically, I would think, like I said, MJF should be the guy to take it off of uh, John Moxley next. I think I, I'm going to say I'm going to just try to twirl it a little bit, spin it around a little bit, and say that maybe MJF doesn't need the belt. Hmm. Just going to throw that out there that he's more efficient being the you know, the, the guy who gets in there and just is always in a feud with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, just throwing it out, right? Also that Jericho, I love factions. I, I do. And Jericho without the belt, that faction is not as quite as strong. So I'd love to have him get it back. Is it logical or will it happen? Uh, Probably not. But Brian Cage, okay, what if he gets it? I don't know when, but what if he gets it? And then it's close enough in where Jericho's faction is still meaningful and they can have this fight like almost the way a Dusty or a Hulk, Hulk Hogan would fight against that faction, you know, that four horsemen or something. Anyway, so I just wanted to throw that out there as a different uh, scenario. Yeah, I don't think MJF needs the belt, but I do think the belt needs MJF, though. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I that. love him. You know, I'd be happy with that, but just See, just wondering. The other person that I could see bringing a large amount of credibility to that championship as a heel, which I think is important, um, would be Sean Spears. Mm. I, I, I just don't see how they bring how they bring him to the top of the mountain. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's a hard booking thing to do with where he's at right now. Um, but I think that that he has the ability to do that. I would well. love to see Murderhawk in that situation, but I just I don't know. 
I have my, I have my, I mean, I think he's a good worker. I just, I just, I have my issues with his whole body of work. Um, you know, having, having okay. watched him when he was in impact and when it was still TNA yeah. and stuff okay. like that, you know, um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it either. I think that it would, I think the belt would do more for him than he would do for the belt. And I think the belt is still like, I think this first two years, they need to build the belt more than they need to build the people. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So, all right, Joe, uh, I wanted to get your take on this first. Um, I wanted to get your take on the stadium stampede. And, and I know you didn't watch the show. Right. Um, one thing I want to point out is I don't know how AEW is not getting sued because they did, they, they did all the versions of Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. right, right LAX right. kept dunking him in the pool, and he would come up as a different version of Matt yeah. Hardy every time they would dunk him. And he came up as as V one Matt Hardy, and they did Matt facts on the side of the screen. They did matter of facts. Yes, matter. That's right, Matt. Yes. Good point. Yes. Yeah. So it's you like know. you know, it's great. You I, can I chase mean, him. I watched the highlights of that match. Like I watched the yeah. highlight video for the pay-per-view yeah. and then I watched the highlight video for that match. And uh, I mean, hangman page rode a horse. <laughs> right. They did the bar scene. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you want to, so your question is, what did I think? What does Mr. From get off I... my lawn say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at first the reaction was in a football stadium here we go. But keeping in mind that, and Tyler, we Tyler and I had a side conversation about this. You know, him saying, you know, in this time when, you know, you've got to come up with some creative, especially creative ideas. Um, this fit. This wasn't the Undertaker movie, mm. and it wasn't the brawl that never ended. You know, mm-hmm. with Edge and uh, Randy, Randy, mm-hmm. but uh, but it was pretty creative. So, yeah. as much as I didn't want to like it, I thought, "Hey, all right, I'm happy. I'm good." They right. did some interesting things, you know, and the horse and the barroom brawl, and yeah. let's have a drink, and then boom, yeah. cool. All right, I'm good with that. Anybody else have anything to add for, for double or nothing thoughts? Well, I'll say uh, the main event that, uh, first of all, I didn't even know that it was $50. Cause like on YouTube, it was free. So I, I didn't even know that it was pay-per-view. I wish I but, knew it was free. <laughs> I been in there. It was free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So, all right. Well, whatever. But, uh, I loved it all the way from uh, when it started and uh, they did the kickoff, but it was just like they all ran from one side of the ring to, like you said, the uh, the Matt Hardy being – the only thing I didn't like about the Matt Hardy spot was in a week – in a week where, you know, Shad gets, you know, the drowning thing and they right, kept saying, okay. he's drowning him. And then uh, I think it was Ortiz that was like, going to kill you. And I was like, ugh. Uh, that's yeah, that's, there's a line there, you know, that I, probably they had all this ready to go before the tragedy. And I don't want to make any excuses for it, you know, but mm-hmm. no doubt it, it touches a nerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's this is a rough week or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, for wrestlers. Very um, rough. Uh, 
you know, the, the other side of that coin, though, is that the pool of enlightenment was a thing. Yeah. Before, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he has to be drowned in the pool of enlightenment in order to change his persona, whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, that was an existing part of the gimmick already. So, yes, I agree with you. It was not necessarily the best taste to put that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that because it was there's past precedent for it and it had already been an established thing in the character, that mm-hmm. it wasn't like, hey, this thing happened. We should play off of it. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of feel like it's six of one, half a dozen of another. I, I would have lent, I would have, you know, been leaning on the side of caution, you know, how people might take it, but that's just me. And what do I know? I just, you know, commentate on the indies. I mean, like when you sit there and you record a match like that and it takes, uh, they said eight, I, I read like it was like eight hours, but whatever it is, mm. when you sit there and you record a match and it's hours and hours like that, you have other footage that you can go to and just go, you know what, it's the stuff that we scrapped here, maybe we could put that here because, you know, there's a lot of mainstream attention because, you know, this guy drowned being a hero and yeah. maybe having our characters say, you know, I'm going to kill you and our commentator saying, oh, he's drowning him. Not once. I think it was like two or three times. I know it was two for certain, though. And I was just like, damn, this is a rough watch right here. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. outside of that, I think uh, Sammy Guevara is like an MVP of that show, man. I love yeah. that guy. <laughs> I do like Sammy a lot. His, oh, his yeah. vlog is funny. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. His vlog is fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right, Joe. Yeah, I guess we're, uh, we're down to it here. Yep. The seconds are ticking down, and we've, we pulled a long show out of this, I think. We'll see how... Ted chops it up and uh, <laughs> and all of that, you know. But thanks, Tyler Peters. Hey, thank you, guys. How about putting this over, man? I'm not going to. Oh, dude, you're <laughs> fired. I know. Well, that that's the thing. You, you, that's a swerve. You, you thought it's I was a swerve. All right, all right, all right. He took my heel heat away today. All right, and, that's fine. And and he didn't say tiki bar once, man. That's what right. the hell? Without well, my gimmick change, you know, it, it, it was put <laughs> over. Went the new mouth. That's right. He's not the new mouth of yeah. South anymore. Huh? All right, we got to fix on that one. Godfather, Ted, terrible Ted. He's the man who runs things here, and the champ, the king, King Blackie. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Thank you oh. so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank we you. We love it. And uh, I can't wait to see it once we get the, the all clear for all you guys to be back in the ring. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. No matter where you come from, even from Tennessee, you know what? We're going to go inside Ted's uh, bank account. We're going to send you first-class <laughs> tickets. I love that. It's all here. You know what, King? You know how much money he's making off of us? Tell I me. don't either. Oh. I'm, put, I'm putting King over. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting him he's over. putting King over. All right, that's fine. <laughs> go ahead. Do it. Boom. Well, all right. Thank I'll you, tell guys. You what, I, I, Go ahead, before, before, before we get out of here, I do want to put King over just a little bit. Um, do it. You know, so all of King's social media stuff can be found on our uh, website, which is uh, going to be debuting at the, you know, at the end of this week. But it's also going to be in the description of this YouTube video, or if you're listening to the podcast version, it's in the, it's in the description of the podcast. Uh, you can also catch King as he goes up against Desmond Rowe in our Rewind promo battle. Um, he just came off of a fresh victory off of uh, Daredevil Dave Dahl. And, uh, and he, you know, he 
cleaned up <laughs> with Dave uh, and, and did his thing. I only had to bleep him out a handful of times, which was fantastic. Thank you for that. Just a handful. <laughs> and uh, so you guys can catch him up against Des Monroe in the next round. So make sure you do that. Uh, up Coming up on the pod, I've got uh, another ACPW guy. Marty Emmerich is coming on the pod with me. Uh, he'll be on tomorrow. And then Will and I are putting out a new show this week uh, where we're going to go back and we're going to talk about uh, you know old school stuff in wrestling and concepts in wrestling and just talk about why they worked or why they didn't work. Uh, just like a conversation that's like it's almost like a table for three type of thing, except there's only two of us. Uh, just get the OGs back on the channel a little bit together. And uh, and then the the new Wrestle Game Rewind comes out this week. So we got a lot of stuff coming out on the channel. Please make sure that you're watching. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, and guys, please, please, please keep pushing the product out there. You're doing such a great job with it. Uh, you know, we're up to, I think we had something like a thousand watch hours in the last 30 days, which is just awesome. Cool. And um and we've had uh we jumped up over 30 subscribers. So thank you all for all your support and we are we're looking forward to continue to entertain you guys. Tyler, I think you uh have uh pulled in a guest for us next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold this yeah, next week. Com- commentator actually does high school football, but a big wrestling fan goes back to yeah. uh kind of the cowboy Bill Watts era a little bit too. So cool. a really cool guy. I'm looking forward to him coming on talking some wrestling. So, yeah. Threw threw a swerve yeah. at you there, huh? Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. You got me there. I think we're going to call him Tyler Swerve Peters now. There you go. I like that. All right, good. All right. New nickname every week. Every See week. you guys later. All right, guys. Oh, I appreciate it. Have fun. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> thank you, champ. Yeah, thank you, champ. Thank later. You.